Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. An Egyptian discovery of a funerary tomb and 50 sarcophagi, five zero, dozens, dozens of sarcophagi found uh, just recently. I don't understand this. I thought everything was very deep and buried in the sand other than what was discovered in the 30s, right? It's just not even enough to phase me anymore. Last year, everybody talked about any time there was any kind of discovery of any Egyptian sarcophagus, you know, open that up. No, don't think so. It's 2020. Can't do that. We're not in 2020 anymore. At this point, I wouldn't even be surprised if they had cracked open some of those sarcophagi and in one of them, just some guy sleeping inside, woke up and asked, hey, how how long was I out? Though, probably not in English, to be fair. Honestly, I can relate to that centuries later wake up. It's just that my apartment has been the sarcophagus and it's only been for like the past year. So same thing, obviously. Speaking with Chef Steve Niehaus with Stacks Fine Food, what does Stacks offer here in town? Stacks is uh, generally like a sandwich, panini, soup, salad, meal prep uh, service that also does uh, fresh gourmet coffees in uh, quick, convenient downtown locations. Been around since 2017. We often hear about Chef to You food services. How is that connected to Stacks directly? I imagine. Yeah, directly. So uh, when you hear Chef to You food services, that probably refers to our catering service, which is a little bit on the hold right now, but uh, we do all kinds of catering around town, weddings, barbecues, done a lot of special events for some of the charity groups in town. How have operations had to adjust due to COVID-19 at Stacks? Oh, we've lost a lot of uh, a great deal of business with the catering side of it. But, you know, inside the restaurant, we got a little bit creative. We started to do uh, a bulk food service for our customers, helped out some of the seniors in town through St. Aidan's when, when the flood occurred and some other companies have you know, used us to provide some food service to those people that are a little bit less fortunate. How have you managed to stay open through everything? Through the support of the community. We've done some adjustment and all those things, but the key here is to make sure the door keeps swinging open. And the door only swings open when people make a true commitment to supporting local and knowing that we want to stick around. Grab a sandwich, a coffee, and, and all those things is, is really what's allowed us to thrive and to, you know, get through the next couple months. So the public's been the one that's allowed us to flourish and and to continue to grow. Truly fantastic that there has been that support there. Amazing, amazing. We're just at the outset of 2021. What does the rest of this year and and future years look like for Stacks Fine Food? We're hoping to get back in the the catering business full-time. We have our patio here, which we've yet to be able to use to its full efficiency. Stability is what's going to keep us going. We need that security that tomorrow is going to be the same as it was yesterday. I'm looking forward yeah. to the time when I can come dine al fresco. Yeah, we uh, we need people sitting in these uh, few chairs that we have here. We need people out and about and going to the hairdresser and going to the gym and then coming to Stacks for a sandwich after. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast yeah. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Nostalgia nuts, get ready to fall back in love. Nirvana's first album, Bleach, has been reproduced on extremely limited red plastic tape cassettes just in time for Valentine's Day. So limited, in fact, that as of reading this, the 500 units available for pre-order have sold out. Looks like it'll have to be just chocolate in that heart-shaped box this year.
You get what you give, singers and bucket hat enthusiasts. The new radicals are reuniting. The new new radicals. Uh, this week, for the very first time in 22 years. In fact, they're going to be performing that song, You Get What You Give, to wrap up the Parade Across America event for Joe Biden's inauguration on Wednesday. And Phil Spector, famous music pop uh, producer and infamous murder convict, has died from natural causes at the age of 81. He revolutionized the recording industry in the 1960s, but was convicted in 2009 for killing actor Lana Clarkson. Spector died in incarceration for his crime. Blue Monday today. What the heck does that have to do with travel? Stick with me. I'll get there. It's so-called Blue Monday today. And so the logic goes that the third Monday in January is the most depressive day of the year. There's even a formula that is involved in this, and it takes weather, uh, debts, the amount of uh, money you can pay back into debt, time since and to the Christmas holidays, as well as our failings of our New Year's resolutions about two weeks deep, three weeks deep into January. It's all put into this formula. And it's all pointing towards the third Monday in January being the most depressive day of the year. It's BS, of course. Some even point to the not actually associated suicide rates as a form of proof that Blue Monday as a concept is legitimate. Again, it's BS, though suicide is not. Suicide is serious. But you know how we know for sure that the whole concept is BS? It's invented by UK travel company Sky Travel. That's right. This whole formula, this whole idea invented by a travel company. The whole plan is to sell vacation packages. And they've done a pretty good job at that, too. I, I got to give them a hats off. As much as I do love to travel and love to see the world, what I've seen of it so far has been very impressive. And there's so much more to it. I do miss the ability to, you know, at the present, actually do traveling for sure. As much as that's the case, I have never loved actually getting through the travel part. You know, being stuck in a vehicle, being jammed into a seat, having to do all that packing, despite being landlocked and apartment locked. I am pretty happy at that. None of the hardships and annoyances of travel can be experienced when you don't travel. Okay. All right. The more I talk about it, the more I am actually getting a little bit depressive. But Blue Monday is a bust. Don't believe it. Have a good day today. What do you love so much that you would be willing to push somebody down for? <laughs> That's my weird question for you. But the reason I ask is because yesterday um, I was at the grocery store with my significant other. And uh, I'm pretty sure that the answer, what would you push somebody down for, was the rotisserie chicken that was there. In fact, the last rotisserie chicken available. Important information. She practically drifted through the produce section to get to it first. I'm pretty sure she made eye contact with somebody. Only eye contact because everybody's got everything else on their face covered, but still made the eye contact I think maybe there was a weird sort of semi-psychic communication where both people knew That only one person was getting this chicken and it ended up being my significant other I believe that somebody would have hit the dirt in that moment if they had gotten in the way So what I'm trying to say is be kind be kind out there in the world treat people well Think about others have compassion, but be ready to fight for the last rotisserie chicken. All right Tuesday 100.5 Cruise FM, Steve Reeve here with you. Uh, first of all, I want you to know Gwyneth Paltrow, you've probably heard of her Goop website. They sell all kinds of that household kitchen, quite a markup. Um, but one of those items is a candle with the label on it. This smells like my vid mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's the one. It's infamous. You probably saw it got a lot of attention when it first arrived on the store. It got sold out as well. I know about bikini waxes, but I just kind of thought that they threw the wax out afterwards. You know, is that how they make it? 
Londoner from the UK, Jody Thompson. She's got some infamy this week because she claims that she won the famous candle after besting an online quiz. Sure. Sure you didn't buy it. Uh, but she says that when she finally lit it, it exploded. A mini inferno ensued in her living room before the candle was thrown out the front door to save the day. No word on any lingering damage or smells. But you know what that means. At least I hope you do. It's time for another edition of the Punch Lineup. Let's do this. The setup. Gwyneth Paltrow's genital-scented candle explodes in woman's living room. The punchline. We found the one person who actually lit theirs. <clears throat> He'd been searching so long. Gwyneth Paltrow's genital-scented candle explodes in woman's living room. First things got hot. Then there was an explosion. And now there's goop everywhere. Uh... Moving on. Uh, number three. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's genital-scented candle explodes in woman's living room. Uh, those things ought to come with a labia. I mean, label. Label. Uh... Careful. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's genital-scented candle explodes in woman's living room. Everything was going fine until they started playing Coldplay. Then it turned <laughs> into a mess. Uh, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's genital-scented candle explodes in woman's living room. Let's hope that they fix this problem for the anus edition. This has uh. been the punch lineup. Roger Waters coming back again into the headlines. Uh, he's revisiting a song from Pink Floyd's The Final Cut album from 1983. It was to commemorate Martin Luther King Day. Uh, the new recording comes with a candid video documenting the recording process of the Redux The Gunner's Dream song. The song itself follows the thoughts of a dying airman longing for a better world, free from war and oppression. It's very Pink Floyd. Um, and more musicians with a connection to infamous producer Phil Spector continue to somewhat awkwardly reminisce about the man following his death in incarceration this week. Ronnie Spector, singer in the Ronettes and former spouse to Phil, commented that the music will be forever, and he was a brilliant producer, but a lousy husband. Among other things, Ronnie, among other things. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Let me ask you this, if you hear the statement, Donald Trump just signed an executive order to have 250 statues constructed, what's your first thought? Yeah, that they're all going to be of him, right? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I was like, 250? Two would be excessive, Trump. But no, this is actually not any of him that I'm aware of. It's 250 statues to celebrate American heroes, though some of them aren't even American. This is very weird. I think it's a strange legacy thing. I think it's like, well, there's a lot of bad stuff going on right now, and my name's attached to a lot of it. So maybe I'll make a statue, a garden full of statues, and people won't really worry. Um, Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Ray Charles, Miles Davis, Duke Ellington, Louis Armstrong, Armstrong, Johnny Cash, Nat King Cole, Billy Holiday, Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, who famously, uh, Nancy Sinatra, daughter of Frank, said he loathed President Trump. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess this water under the bridge is passed by for that one. But then there's also Swedish actress Ingrid Bergman, British director Alfred Hitchcock, and late Canadian Jeopardy host Alex Trebek all going to have a place in this garden of 250 people described as America's answer to reckless vandalism of statues and American historical figures during widespread protests for racial equality last year Ugh, okay there's the collar pull moment right there hang on a minute you're trying to do some erasing of the negatives of people tearing down statues that they found to be oppressive what I found to be the funniest argument against people pulling down statues is but that's a piece of history as if pulling down a statue isn't new history. We're talking about Trump and his new order, executive order, to create a garden, a national garden of American people, heroes, sort of. There's a couple of, you know, international names on there as well. A Canadian Alex Trebek was on the list of these 250 individuals that are going to be celebrated with these, these statues to be constructed. Weird legacy. But Nathan Fillion 
Not in there. We were just talking about him at the start of the hour. He's uh, doing narration for Alberta's virtual forest tour. So he's he's getting some representation. He's out there. He's out there. But I mean, a Nathan Fillion statue, I wouldn't be against it, though. Don't know if it's necessary if the plans for the Nathan Fillion civilian pavilion go through in Edmonton. And they actually took another step towards, uh, you know, maybe actually becoming a reality earlier this year. There was somebody who tweeted out, hey, uh, what about the councillors of Edmonton? What about the, the MLAs that serve the region? What do you guys think about, you know, the politicians? What do you guys think about this Nathan Fillion civilian pavilion? Well, it perked the ears of one in particular who th- said, hey, Edmonton's actually going to be hitting a million population soon, so it could be a commemoration. It could be the Nathan Fillion Million Civilian Pavilion. I love it. And if there's room for the Nathan Fillion Million Civilian Pavilion, then we can absolutely get some of those FUBAR statues in town. Terry and Diener, mark my words, I promise you, I'm going to make it happen somehow, some way. We're going to have those statues in town. Wednesday. Not in the house. The White House, that is. Mr. Trump. We had his last night. His last stay over. And he's off to Mar-a-Lago or somewhere, I don't know. Uh, but long-term style, I guess we kind of know some of his plans. Uh, I guess he's going to be migrating to Palm Beach, Florida, like so many people do when they're, when they're done work. You know, the, the, the weather. The weather's very nice uh, for those who are, you know, uh, increasing in age. It's, it's a common migration. However, uh, you know, I think that especially in Donald Trump's case, it's a great fit. It's just perfect. I mean, matches together like puzzle pieces, like Lego clicking together. Because of one simple fact, it's because of considering you can already take almost any of the headlines about the guy from the last four years or more and just replace his name with Florida Man, and they still all make sense. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Here's what's going on. The Big Love Benefit Concert is online this weekend. It's in support of the Sweet Relief Musicians Fund. On the roster of performers are the Almond Betts Band, Billy Idol, Brett Michaels of Poison, Winona Judd, among several other musicians making appearances or at least sending messages in. The event is going to be streaming at 7 p.m. our time this Saturday. Uh, couldn't find word on whether it's ticketed at the door or free to watch and with encouragement for donations. Meanwhile, instead of doing something tangibly helpful for those out-of-work musicians, Van Morrison is preparing legal action Action against Northern Ireland's live music ban and the entire Department of Health for imposed restrictions. In a pre-action protocol letter, the singer states he's giving 21 days for a response before taking further steps. Guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, and I missed the fact that it was Dolly Parton's birthday yesterday. Dolly Parton's 75th birthday, I might add. And all that she asked for was for folks to show a little more kindness. Do it for Dolly. Thursday. Here's an idea. How about getting a cameo video from prognosticating rodent, the groundhog, Punxsutawney Phil? It's going to cost you a cool $80 American, though. If you haven't heard of cameo, this is the site that you can purchase custom video messages from famous and semi-famous people. And $80 American is what Punxsutawney Phil is going for, and that seems to be increasing as we get closer to Groundhog Day, the one day of the year where... People truly, truly care about Punxsutawney Phil. Um, it's not actually going to be him speaking, obviously. You gotta just rip that band-aid right off right there. But, I mean, there are other people who are charging less on Cameo. For instance, like, uh, an actress, Ruby Barker, on Bridgerton, one of the hottest shows right now that anybody's even talking about. She's charging less per Cameo video than Punxsutawney Phil is. Hey, Syncrude! Talking to you, Syncrude! Get the buffalo herd on Cameo! Cash money! 
This is wild. This is a true story. Uh, this was just uh, a, a scene before the courts down in the South. Uh, there is a man who apparently was living inside O'Hare Airport in Chicago for three months since October. Uh, he was just found out recently charged with felony criminal trespassing as well as uh, a misdemeanor theft of somebody's ID card behind security. Yeah, he was living behind the security zone. So, you know, super secure for one. Um, there's definitely some meetings and conversations that are going on about how he was able to evade people. But yeah, I guess his explanation is he's from California originally. He had flown to Chicago earlier in the year uh, you know, during the pandemic with all kinds of restrictions going on. And then so he says anyway that he was just afraid to travel and go back home because of COVID-19. Yeah, living in an airport's not exactly the wisest decision if you're worried about being too close to a lot of different people from a lot of different places. I'm just saying. But you know what? I'm also just saying that uh, if this is the sequel to The Terminal, first of all, no Tom Hanks is definitely a strike against, but but if this is the plot, this sequel sucks. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Not to sound like every variety show host from the 1960s, but there's a band from California with a brand new sound. I'm talking about Weezer and their brand new single, all my favorite songs from the just-announced album, OK Human. I don't know what's wrong with me. It sounds like signature Weezer at surface level, but for the first time, the band has actually put a 38-piece orchestra to work pumping up the album, uh, and OK Human is out January 29th. And then their metal experiment, Van Weezer, releases May 7th after a pandemic postponement last year. And for the millennial metalheads, we now know the story behind Korn's logo. Frontman and producer Jonathan Davis is actually just grabbed a crayon and scrawled out the four letters with his left aka non-dominant hand when a promoter just simply asked the fledgling band for a logo before agreeing to book them. In a video from Revolver, Davis said, Like a child would write it and that became the logo. It was on a piece of envelope paper. And then we burned it into a screen printer and we started pulling stickers and then we smacked them everywhere. From Huntington Beach to Sacramento, we slapped those stickers on stop signs. And people started going, what the f*** is corn? That kind of is how we got signed. Wow. Uh, and don't think it quite happens the same way anymore. Stickers is why corn got signed. People are turning to the outside, much as they did during the summer months, with ease. Now, with a little bit more planning and preparation involved, but still, people seem to be really enjoying themselves, seeing a lot of tobogganing and, and cross-country skiing going on. And now, uh, it's really apparent that the trails are super popular this year. And I want to know what your, your favorite local trail to walk on is. Maybe it's just one that's in your neighborhood. Maybe it's one you make the trip to, you make a point to go and visit. Uh, give me a call or text, 780-715-CRUISE. It's 2789. But, uh, you know, there, there's many, many that are that are that are fantastic to walk in and of their own rights but there's some within the birchwood trails that now have an added reason to visit some some homemade art gotta give a hats off a salute to whoever is putting those simpsons name signs up for the birchwood trails i don't think they're being adopted as the official names but but i do enjoy flanders for sure <laughs> just the the paintings that are up in the trees i love it more of this please friday we are into the 22nd day of the year. Uh, and yesterday, it's kind of funny. Uh, I, I, I saw people posting about it, and I, I enjoy these. I really do. Not to poop on it too much, but yesterday, 
at 9.21 p.m. It was the 21st minute of the 21st hour of the 21st day of the 21st century. I saw several posts about that. People, you know, just celebrating the, the, the happenstance, the coincidence of it. But technically, if you think about it, I mean, I know time zones aren't really broken down by the minutes, more like the hour, half hour, what have you. But technically, there was 24 straight hours of that exact minute as it slid across the entire surface of the planet. That and there have been a lot more than 21 centuries. But still, it's fun to do, right? Another internet debate. I shouldn't say another. A repeat of an internet debate. I mean, this is the same thing that we argued about in 2007, in 2010, in 2013, 2014, 2017. Which way do you face in the shower? <laughs> What's weirding me out, though, is the answers, because it seems to me there's a very uh, clear divide. There's a lot of people who are saying, well, you face the water coming down, and then there's people going, no, 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 you face away to rinse your hair and everything. You face away. I'm going, what? You don't just change it up? Like, you don't have to... You, you spin around. I spin around. I'm, I'm like a top in the shower. I spin around 30, 40 times before I'm actually done, because you got to get even heat distribution and got to rinse off all the stuff, Right. So I, th I think that really the majority of people are actually just doing whatever the heck they want in the shower. But then again, some aren't even, uh, you know, up in the shower. Some aren't standing, some aren't facing or facing away. They're just laying right down in the shower. And if you've never experienced that, it's actually just a treat. Unless, of course, you know, you're weeping in the corner while doing that. Then probably there's some other things going on that you might need to worry about. Play the Steve Reeve podcast. News about Pearl Jam, well, specifically a cover band formerly known as Pearl Jam with two M's. They've been forced to remake all of their logos and their merch following a cease and desist order from Pearl Jam. That's the one with one M. The argument is that the cover band's name, online domain, and merch is confusing to fans and damaging the Pearl Jam 1M brand. They'll now be known as Legal Jam, which is really unfortunate because they could have avoided this entire Legal Jam just by calling themselves Pearl Jelly. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On has been lauded as one of the greatest songs of all time from one of the best albums ever, and it was originally released January 20th, 1971. For the 50th anniversary this week, the album has been re-released with every ounce of extra content available added to the collection, including early productions of the title track, instrumental cuts, and a lot of rare, rare clips. Speaking of 50th anniversaries, the Kinks have made an announcement. They're going to be hosting The Money Go Round, which is a one-man show of a play which will be live-streamed to celebrate the 50th anniversary of their album, Lola vs. Power Man and The Money Go Round. Part 1. That's a long title for the album, but this 45-minute play is going to be premiering on January 29th on the Kinks' YouTube channel. Haven't seen any word on whether it's uh, paywalled or free-for-all. Yeah, have you ever just completely wrecked, ruined, destroyed, trampled, garbageified anything uh, that was really of importance to your significant other? I mean, I'm not talking about on purpose. That seems a little bit toxic, but I'm talking about accidentally, even maybe with good intention. Um, I once had a, a girlfriend of mine um, turn a vintage t-shirt, a concert t-shirt from The Who, completely hot pink. Right out of that Simpsons episode where Bart throws his ball cap into the laundry and that red cap turns everything white pink. Like, straight up out of the cartoon. And I, on my turn, uh, my side of it, have definitely rendered some dry clean only outfits entirely unwearable by doing some helpful laundry. Sure, I'll just throw that in there for you. And now it has come out in a completely different size. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Have you ever totally ruined something that belongs to your partner? Maybe it's 
not clothes. Maybe it's something far more expensive and hard to replace. Let me know the tale. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 530 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.